are in the Psalms this morning, if you want to turn to Psalm 144. 144 kids, get, uh, turn, 140, turn to your parents and say, have you got to Psalm 144 in the NIV version? NIV version. We're going to go through the whole psalm this morning, but I'm just going to read through the whole psalm, but we're going to focus on the start and a couple of key moments uh, in between. Is that cool? Who, who's there? Who got it first? Who got it first? Oh, mum, mum. Well done, mum. <laughs> I remember in youth or kids ministry or something, it would be like a race to get there first. Does anyone remember that? You'd be like, flick, 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 flick. Like none of this search stuff. You'd be flicking. You've got to know sometimes you like that the power move is when you like open straight up to like the exact spot and you're like, boom, oh, feel spiritual, feel powerful. Psalm 144, it says, Praise be to to the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. He is my loving God and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues people under me. Lord, what are human beings that you care for them, mere mortals that you think of them? They are like a breath. Their days are like a fleeting shadow. Part your heavens, Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so that may they may smoke. Send forth lightning and scatter the enemy. Shoot your, arrow, shoot your arrows and rout them. Reach down your hand from on high. Deliver me and rescue me from the mighty waters. From the hands of foreigners whose mouths are full of lies, whose right hands are deceitful. I will sing a new song to you, my God. On a 10-string lyre, I will make music to you. Who's got a 10-string lyre? Has anyone got a 10-string lyre? Andy Smorkham has, I want to see you playing that. Put the, oh, you're not on Instagram. I, I want to see you post that. That's 10-string lie. If you got one, let me know. Uh, I'd love to have a strum. Uh, let me continue. I will sing a new song to you, my God, and the 10-string lie, and I will make music to you, to the one who gives victory to kings, who delivers his servant David from the deadly sword, deliver me. Rescue me from the hands of the foreigners, those whose mouths are full of lies, whose right hands are deceitful. Then our sons in their youth will be like well-nurtured plants and our daughters will be like pillars carved to adorn a palace. Our barns will be filled with every kind of provision. Our sheep will increase by thousands, by tens of thousands in our fields. Our oxen will draw heavy loads. There will be no breaching of walls, no going into captivity, no cry of distress in our streets." Blessed is the people of whom this is true. Blessed is the people whose God is the Lord. How good is that psalm? My goodness. You could just, oh, finish, close the book, mic drop. Thank you, David. Like, I tell you what, sometimes you just got to get in the psalms. You just got to read through the psalms and it just boosts your faith. David just boosts my faith right then. And this morning, my, my, the title of my message, if you've got a notepad, no one's got notepads. If you've got your iPhone, um, write it down if you want. But the title of my message is Relentless and Reliant. Relentless and Reliant. Say it with me. Kids, I want to hear you. On the count of three, Relentless and Reliant. So much gusto this morning. I love it. Really, really good. Relentless and reliant. And this morning, I just want to kind of kick off out of this first moment in Psalm 144. Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. 
I tell you what, I love when David has Psalms like this. There's like, there's a relentlessness about David. And he begins by saying, the Lord, my rock. And he's standing firm on, the, on giving God all the glory and the, the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. And I feel like this morning, I feel like God wanted me to share that there's, there's, there's a particular attitude, I believe God wants you to kick off into 2024 with. And that's an, that's an, that's an attitude that's not on the defence, but it's on the offence. It's not sitting down, just hoping things, no, it's on the offence. David is going into battle and he's on the offence. He says, I'm on the Lord, my rock, and I have been trained with hands for battle and fingers for war. Or the other way around, I think they're around But he's on the offence. David has an attitude of relentlessness, that he is ready and he is pushing into what God has before him. And I believe 2024 is the year that we kind of, sometimes that New Year's, like Christmas and New Year's, it's just like that days of like, I don't know what I'm, I just feel like sometimes we go through a whole year of that. I feel like God's saying this year, at the beginning of the year, let's just shake that off and go, I'm standing on the Lord. He has trained me and prepared me for the moments that are ahead of me. He has prepared me for 2024. We are looking forward. We are looking forward to the promises of God. We are believing in faith forward. We are standing firm, but we have an attitude like David of relentlessness. Kids, who's looking forward to school this year? Oh, a couple of people? A couple of people? Kids, kids, youth? Youth, who's looking forward to school? I've got, I've got shaking heads all across this row. I've got a couple of hands. I remember, don't you remember like the nervousness about coming into the next year? So if it's going from like, the earliest fear I had, I remember going into the next year, I think was when I was going from like year five to year six. I was going to a whole new school and I hadn't learnt my times tables. I couldn't, times tables, I thought my whole life was going to, I honestly thought this, my whole life, I was never going to get a job, never going to go to university, nothing. I thought, I'm going into year six, I'm meant to know my times tables, I don't know them at all, I'm going to fail at everything and I had so much pressure on myself going into the next year and then calculators arrived and I was like, thank you Jesus, (laughs) praise God. I still don't know my times tables off by heart, it's like my kids know them better, they're asking me questions and they're like, I'm smarter than you dad, I'm like, yeah, I don't know it, I still don't know it. But there's a nervousness, right, going into the next year. You're like, am I prepared, like, am I prepared enough for the next, for year six, year seven, year 12, whatever it might be, am I prepared? And we go and we try to get as prepared as we can. We get our pencil cases, all this kind of stuff. But you've been prepared. You've actually been prepared the prior year before. And the same with every single one of us. God has been preparing us And he has prepared us for what is ahead. And David had this attitude. He said, God has changed me. God has prepared me. I'm prepared for this moment. I could tell that David probably had a little bit of of fear, but he's believing in faith. I have been prepared by God. I'm here this morning to tell you, you have been prepared by God for 2024, whatever might come. Valleys, mountaintops, deserts, whatever might come. God has prepared you for what's going to come ahead and He's going to continue preparing you. Another memory in school was uh, in assembly. I, uh, this is before Jess and I knew each other, actually. 
And Jess was a year above me. And I, forgive me if I've told this story before, but uh, I was in assembly and Jess was actually school captain. Jess has been at the school since kindergarten, school captain, now she's a teacher, she's never left. She's part of the furniture. Um, I don't know, we might just never know. We'll be there till the end. And, uh, but I remember, this is before I knew Jess at all. Didn't know Jess at all. She's a school captain. I'm sitting in assembly, just like mucking around my friends. <laughs> and uh, that's what you do. Make a silly noises. And, uh, and Jess was like, the, the school captain had to like preach or do a devotion or something like that. Jess doesn't remember this. Every time I tell a story, she's like, I don't remember this at all. I remember it really clearly. And I'm sitting there and she's doing like a little devotion. And, and the thing that I remember clearly is I'm sitting there going, thinking, yeah, she's all right. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, she's pretty good looking. Yeah, school captain. She's like, and I thought, oh, she's a year above me. Like I didn't think anything else of it. I didn't know her, nothing like that. I was just like, yeah, she's all right. But the thing that stuck with me, I was going through some stuff as a teenager, family stuff, but the message that Jess shared, she shared this one line and it said, if God brought you to it, He'll bring you through it. It was the simplest that Jess reckons, oh, I didn't say that. I was like, you did, I remember it. And like, it helped me. It actually helped me because I was going through some stuff. If God brought you to it, He's gonna bring you through it. It's not that God causes terrible things to happen in our life. No, there is a spiritual realm. There is an enemy at work. But if God brings you to it, it says that He's prepared you to bring you through it. If God, He says that, it says in Scripture, it says in Romans 8.20, it says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. He's gonna take terrible circumstances and He's gonna use it to grow you, to prepare you, and He's gonna use it against the work of the enemy. So be be encouraged this morning. You have been prepared. You are prepared for what lies ahead. If God brought you to it, He's gonna bring you through it and He has prepared you for a purpose. Just like, you might, even not, you might not even realise, you know, kids, there's an old, old movie before you were born, very old, Karate Kid. Karate Kid, yes. To get your parents home, I wanna watch Karate Kid. Karate, it's awesome. But Daniel's son, Daniel's son, is being trained by Mr. Miyagi, and Mr. Miyagi has him doing these kind of jobs, like painting a fence. And Daniel's son wants to be an incredible, like martial artist. He wants to be a karate champion, but, but Mr. Miyagi has him painting a fence, doing yard work, and the whole time he's like, why are you getting me to do all this stuff? Like this is not training me for being a karate champion. But further on in the movie, spoiler alert, I guess. Um, sorry about that, but it's been long enough, all right? Um, we find out that all these jobs that Mr. Miyagi has been giving Daniel's son, painting fences, doing all this kind of stuff, was preparing him for particular martial art moves, like preparing him to do certain things, preparing him to have certain kind of reflexes and strength. And I'm telling you, you might not even realise it, but God has prepared you. He's prepared you through your trials. He's prepared you through your valleys and your mountaintops. He's prepared you in the desert places. You are prepared. So we can come into 2024 with an attitude of confidence and relentlessness like David, that God has good things set before you and He's given you, He wants to give you the attitude to say, I'm gonna overcome, I'm gonna take a hold of the things that God has given me. And I love when you look through all the Psalms, this is, this is the attitude of David. He doesn't just sit back and like hope God does it all for him. 
He doesn't just sit back in his lazy boy and think, God, can you do it? Can you do it all? No, there's an element of, of engagement that David has in the plans of God. He trusts in God, but he engages in the plan of God. He gets active. As we move through the Psalm, it says, He is my loving God and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues people under me. This is beautiful. He's just said, God, you train my hands for battle. You train my fingers for war, but I am completely reliant on you. He's relentless, but he's reliant. He's completely relentless, but he is also, as you read through all the Psalms, he is so reliant on God. It's almost embarrassing sometimes when you read some of David's Psalms, you're like, wow, he's really letting it all out for us. But he was so reliant on God and this was the place of his confidence. He didn't just muster up some kind of like, let's go get him. No, his confidence and his relentlessness came from a place of reliance and relationship with God. He acknowledged that he is my loving God in my fortress. He's my stronghold and my deliverer. This year, make sure your places, your strongholds, your fortresses, your refuges, refuges, are places with God. I tell you, sometimes in a place of tiredness, my refuge is like a movie or a TV series or distraction or ignore. But I tell you what, we've got to find our place of refuge. Our place of strength is only found in Him. Let that be your default this year. But as we go through, I love it. David starts to, he says, he starts to just call out to God. He's like, destroy my enemies, God. I love it. He's just like, come on, destroy my enemies. Come down, smoke the mountaintops, route my enemies, like arrows, like destroy my enemies, God. Incredible. He's just going for it. God, destroy the things that are in front of me that are stopping me, that are blocking me. I wanna do these things. God, would you destroy? Would you go before me? And he starts to say things like, reach down your hand from on high, deliver me, rescue me from the mighty waters, from the hands of foreigners whose mouths are full of lies. And he starts to just declare, God, would you deliver me from these things? And I'll tell you what, this year, I feel like we can go into 2024 and maybe there are some blockages or there are some things that have been standing before for you throughout 2023. And I'm telling you, you've got to start to stand up and start to declare and speak to these things. There is an enemy. There is a spiritual realm. There is an enemy that is trying to destroy your world, destroy your marriage, destroy your family, destroy the works of God before you. But I'm telling you, if we have the attitude of David to start praying and start declaring, God, would you move on my behalf to take down the things of the enemy that are before me? They've been there too long. Maybe it's been a year, maybe it's been a couple of months, maybe it's been many years, but I'm telling you, God's saying it's time to stand up and start to pray and declare against things that are standing in your way. The enemy has said, this is gonna be in your life for the rest of your life. You're just gonna have to put up with it. It's not true. He said, he sold you the lie that, yeah, things are worse and it's just gonna get worse this year. 
whether that's in your marriage, he's told you the lie that it can't be repaired, things are going downhill, things are just getting worse from here on in, and you and you believe in the lie, and he's feeding you a lie. Maybe it's your finances. You are, you know, there's a hopelessness about your business or your finances, the interest rates, the mortgage cliff, all these kind of things. But I tell you what, when we start to declare and say to God, God, would you go before me? God, would you rout my enemies? God, would you make a clear way? Would you bring freedom and breakthrough into these areas of my life? I tell you what, there is a spiritual realm and God goes to work. A couple of weeks ago, we were driving home. uh, We're driving home from a Christmas thing. And one of those storms hit. One of those storms. And uh, like the kids were in the car. We're like on the way home into the storm, right? We're driving home. Kids, remember this? Remember this? Yeah. Or you, you don't like lightning, do you? No, lightning was like cracking down, like absolutely like smashing down and the rain starts to get heavier. We're like, I felt like Twister, the movie where they're like going in to like release the pods to check out the song. We're like, feels like we're going in there. Um, but the rain's getting heavier and Audrey's like, I'm worried. And we're like, oh, it's just a shower. It's just a little shower. It's fine. And it wasn't too bad. We weren't scared. We weren't worried. But the rain was heavy and there was a lot of lightning. And uh, we said to the kids, let's just pray. Let's pray. And so we just prayed, Lord, let's pray you protect us as we're going through the storm. And we got home and, and William comes up to me like a little bit after and he comes up to me, he goes, hey, Dad, Dad. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I think there was four angels around our car. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't expect that. It kind of, he took me by surprise. But I tell you what, kids are pretty perceptive and we can't, be ignorant of the fact that there is a spiritual realm. We go about life forgetting there's a spiritual realm sometimes. There is, and I said to him, I think you're right. Because we prayed that God would protect us and He does send His angels to protect people. Angels are, and I said, I think you're right, buddy. He's like, yeah, I think there was four. And he was just like, just matter of fact, like he sees angels all the time or something. I'm like, do you see angels all the time? And, uh, but there is a spiritual realm. Let's come into 2024 with the awareness there is a spiritual realm. And when I pray and when I declare and when I speak into that place, there is breakthrough. Our words have power. God is on the inside of you. And when we declare, there's breakthrough. So come on. And out of this place, I love this. This is out of this place where David is just like declaring that there's breakthrough. He says, I will sing a new song to you, my God. So David's confident, he's relentless, but he's completely reliant. And out of that place, he just starts declaring things over his world and a new song starts to emerge. I wonder if before he wrote this song, there was a, there was a different song, a song of fear and anxiety, of worry about what's ahead. Maybe it was a song that was like, what if? But then the new song starts to sound like, what if? What if God starts to do these things? And he says, there was a new song that start to arise on the inside of him. And he starts declaring things of faith. He says, then our sons in their youth will be like well-nurtured plants and our daughters will be like pillars. Our barns will be filled. And he starts declaring these visions of faith with a new song. And this morning, I just want to say, I think we need to find a new song sometimes. Our kids love finding new songs. Kids, who, who loves finding new songs on Spotify? Where's all the kids at? My kids find songs like Chicken Nugget Song. Does anyone else know the Chicken Nugget Song? My goodness. Do, you will now. I hope they go find it for you. Or like the, the Doritos song. Is it the Doritos? Corn Chips. 
Corn chips, yeah. Oh my goodness. These things get stuck into my head, but the kids love finding... I didn't have Spotify when I was a kid to find new songs. I had Sanity at Jesmond. That's what I had. Sanity at Jesmond with the CD spinny things and you listen to new stuff and you're like, I think I like that one. I got really excited about Michael Jackson's new tape. I don't know why. I thought Michael Jackson was the coolest person on planet Earth. Looking back, it's kind of weird to have that as a hero. But... Long story short, we need to find a new song. We need to find a new song, a new song that's playing on the inside of us. And I I wanna give you some homework for this week. I wanna give you some homework. I don't want this message just to stay here. We go, yeah, we're going in 2024. Cool, great, Simo, that's awesome. No, I want you to go home. I want you to go home and find some space to journal or maybe driving in the car. I love talking to God in the car because I'm just kind of totally by myself. You need to find some space, and kids, you can do this too. Kids, youth, find some space to yourself. Get a notepad out, whatever you need. And just start writing down the things that you're believing for for this year. Just like David, he's like, rout my enemies. Maybe there's some things, you write it down, God. And they might sound impossible, but we follow a God of the impossible. It might be restoration to that family situation. It might be son or a daughter coming back into the house of God. Write it down. They're coming back and go even further. I see them with their hands lifted, raised, worshipping you. Write it down. Write down the impossible. Whether it's a business or for your finance, write it down. Don't just write down the bare minimum. Be bold. Write down, I see my business flourishing. I see this coming in. Therefore, I can I can be generous with this. I can give it. I want, and be, let it be bold. Let it scare you. Let it be out of the realm of your reach. Write it down. Might be, you need, you're thinking, I need a new career situation. Write it down. God, I need a new career. Just write it down. You might not know how it's going to happen. I need a new career. This is not good for me, my family, whatever it might be. I need something different. This is not working. This is not healthy. I need you to help me. It might be as simple as that. It might be a health condition. Maybe you're believing for a miracle. Write it down. I believe I'm gonna be healed from this this year. Write it down. Start writing these things down. As you start writing these things down, I believe there's gonna be a new song, a new song of faith and boldness and relentlessness of belief in the God of the universe that starts to rise up on the inside of you. And I want you to write down what that kind of song is. I want you to write down, is it a song of refuge? Is it a song of praise? Is it a battle cry kind of song? Is it like an aggressive, like I'm taking this on this year? Is it this kind of song? And I want you to write down what kind of song it is that's bubbling up on the inside of you. And then, I hope you you remember this. Gee, it's a bit of a long homework list. I actually want you to go find a song. Spotify, like you can find anything, but I want you to go find a worship song. Maybe it's a song of refuge, God, and you find a song that speaks to you out of this place, a song, a battle cry kind of song. Maybe there's a worship song that's just, it gets you going. Like, I want you to find an actual song and I want you to play it. I want you to play it in the car. 
I want, you to, I want you to set up your Google Home automation, whatever it is to when you wake up in the morning, it's playing. I want you to play a new song. I want you to be with God and go, what is the new song that you're building in me? And I want you to find that song. I want you to play it. Surround your life. Build the ecosystem around your world so that God can start to encourage you this year. Because I tell you what, it's hard when we're fighting against a culture that says otherwise. It's hard when we're fighting against even our own thoughts that says otherwise. But when we start to say no, this is, we start to bombard ourselves with what God says. I tell you what, the, the wires in your mind and your soul will start to change and you start to see things different. You're going to see 2024 different. There's a new song. I believe God wants you to start this, attitude, this year with an attitude of relentlessness, reliance and deep relationship. He's going to strengthen you more than you feel like you've ever been strengthened before. I feel like God's saying, for some people, it's time to get into the battle. It's time to get into the fight. There's something you've been ignoring, a battle you've been ignoring. It's time to engage in that with God and see victory. And I want to finish with this incredible quote. I want everyone to stand, actually. Let's stand. I just believe God's going to strengthen you this morning and just give you a new new strength for the fight for this year. It's an incredible quote. A lot of us would have heard this quote before. It's not in Scripture, but it's a powerful quote. And I feel like it sums up a lot of the attitude of, of David and Paul of sometimes in the Scriptures. And it's uh, Theodore Roosevelt's quote for the man in the arena. Who's heard that quote before? A few people. And this is how it goes. It says, It's not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does, exact, who does actually strive to do the deeds." who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows and in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails where daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. And I feel like God's saying, He's calling you into the battle. He's calling you in to get a bit of dirt on your face this year. Maybe you've been ignoring the battle. He's calling you into the battle. He's saying, if you enter the battle with me, there's gonna be great victories. There's gonna be great history with God. When you look back on 2024, you're gonna see God did this. This is what God did. I went into battle with God and He. this is what He did and the glory goes to Him. Hebrews 11, one to two, it comes out of the... the the passage of Hebrews 11, which is the Hall of Fame of Faith, which is incredible. I wish I had time to go through it. But it says, therefore, and it's talking about all these mighty men of God that have been before us through Scripture. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, we have like, we have people cheering us on. We have a great cloud of witnesses cheering us on into the battle. 
to let us show off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So come on, let's just raise our hands this morning. Let's just wait on God. I just believe that God wants to strengthen every single one of us. This morning. God is with you. If He is for us, who can be against us? The life of the normal Christian follower is not to pursue comfort, it's to pursue the kingdom, it's to pursue purpose with Him.